Welcome to Wisdom Unlocked, The Ways of God, a production of Lion Share, a ministry that aims to co-mission with Jesus in making disciples of all nations. We ignite and provide resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations. In our world today, there is more information available than at any time in history, but wisdom is in short supply. In this podcast, you'll hear how learning about the character and ways of God is a guide to wisdom. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Lion Shares podcast, where we try to unlock wisdom by learning more about who God is and talk about his ways. I'm joined by Lion Shares founder and president Dave Buring. Dave, we decided to focus this season on how God is misrepresented and misunderstood, and we're going through some of his more challenging attributes. Why do you think this is so important? Sonia, I think this is huge because of the day that we're living in. We often attribute negative things, bad things that happen in our life or society to God. Like it's his fault. He's the one that is sitting back there. He could have stopped it and he's just letting it roll. And and I think it's really an important thing that we pause and get a right understanding of who God is and what the Bible says about him. Um, you've heard me share this before and you've seen it in my Bible. I've highlighted the names, titles, and attributes of God with a purple pencil. So when I open my Bible, those things tend to scream loudly at me, reminding me of who he is. And because God's character doesn't change, meaning he's stable, he's steady, we can count on him, it's important for us to know what he's like so in an unchanging world, we can walk with strength and stability. Yeah, and something you've said to me over and over again when I'm when I'm confused about an attribute of God is to remind me that he's not a little one of us. He's not yeah. a little one of Sonia. Yeah. Like a better at being angry than me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, that I should be more angry like him. I mean, that's true, but I'm thinking about the way he's angry and the way that I'm angry. And that comes with with today's topic too, which is jealousy. Mm. So let's talk about God's jealousy. Jealousy sounds bad. It does, doesn't it? And so, so should I be should I be more jealous? Should I be jealous like God? Like, t- tell me about this. Yeah. So we're going to look at some scriptures throughout our time today that help us recognize that God is incredibly jealous. Like, like that might be surprising for you to hear, because our take on jealousy is, uh, as Sonia was implying, there it's a negative attribute. Like we're jealous about this and jealous about that. But one of the things that we have to understand is that God is actually very jealous for us. And uh, I'm gonna, I think we're going to have fun looking at this today. I, I hope we help people see the jealousy of God in a different way. Yeah. I think that that wording helped us with, 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 the attribute of anger, God's anger, that Mm -hmm. he's, you know, instead of us thinking about him being angry at us or angry at a situation, he's angry for us because Mm -hmm. he wants the best for us. And I think that that relates here as well. Well, I always like to start with definitions. And one thing that I've noticed is, you know, in addition to kind of the negative connotation that comes from the word jealousy, which I think stems from a little bit of a misunderstanding of the word, is that we tend to use the words jealous or jealousy and envy Mm. together. Yeah. And it seems like 
both things seem to be bad. I seem to recall one of them was in t- the Ten Commandments, uh, and and it seems like those are all wrong. And and I, I I think there's just lack of clarity. So can you talk to me about that? Yeah. So you know I, I think. A practical way to look at this is, because the Bible speaks about both of those things, as you said, is envy always tends to have an outward focus. In other words, we desire an attribute possessed by somebody else or or stuff they have, or maybe there's a person that somebody else is with that we wish we could be with. So it, it always has an outward focus to it. Um, there's a discontentment that goes around it. And oftentimes there's a resentfulness because we don't own it or have it. So think of envy as like an outward focus of something you want, but you can't have. And, and with it, attitudes that go with it. Jealousy is often found more in the context of like the protection of one's own items or relationships, especially romantic ones. So uh, as someone illustrated it well, they said you can envy someone else for his girlfriend, but someone flirting with yours makes you jealous. You know, so there's, again, there's the, there's the looking at somebody else's and envying, but there's, you get jealous when somebody's approaching something that you have. And can I say it this way too, Sonia, there's never a time in the scripture where envy is presented positively. It's always a negative where jealousy, as we're going to see, can be incredibly powerful and incredibly positive. So uh, my reference to the Ten Commandments, that is about envy and coveting. That's another word we, mm-hmm. we see in Scripture. Mm-hmm. That's outward focused, you know, coveting your neighbor's wife, um, uh, being envious of something that someone has that you don't. And there's certainly a lot of that in our world because because we live in this world of comparison, Right. Constant comparison. I don't even, you know, it's not even just when you're a teenager. It's it's throughout our lives, I feel like. that's right. There's a lot of comparison. So comparison puts us into the trap of envy and coveting. So talk to me about jealousy. Where where do we see jealousy in scripture? Yeah, so there's there's a number of places that we see this. And um, it's an interesting thing because there's actually a point in time in Exodus 34, 14, where, where God says, that his name is jealous. Like, I bet you didn't know that. Hmm. If you had read your Bible, that one passed me by for years as well, but where God actually calls his name jealous. And so it's something that we need to think about. And again, I want to say to you that God is incredibly jealous for you, for the honor of his name, for his ways to be done in and through his people. It's something that we need to really get, get a hold of. Um, God doesn't need anything from us, so there's nothing he's jealous about in that way. Hmm. Like, I think that's something, like, because we get say, okay, well, what I'm jealous for. Well, the reality is there's nothing that we have that he's jealous for. So the jealousy of God has to do with what he wants that rightfully belongs to him. Like, just pause and think about that a minute, that he's jealous for you. He made you. He sent his son to die for you. He's done everything he can to win you to himself. He's jealous for you. And can I just say this? He's jealous when someone else tries to take you away. Like, just think about that for a moment. So I want you to see God's jealousy in scripture 
is a is a wonderful thing. And it's not after anything we have or don't have. It's that he wants us to be fully his. I think one of the barriers for me understanding what you just said, Dave, is that I th- when I think about it in a relational sense, I'm sure. thinking of it through a human lens. Yeah. So, you know, it makes me think, well, God made me and he's jealous that I'm not loving him back the way he loves me. It sounds manipulative. It sounds like I'm not the robot that he wanted me to be. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you see what I'm saying? I do. It, 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 when I look at it through a human lens, it sounds like I'm being guilted or gaslighted into feeling guilty that I'm not loving God as much as he's loving me. Right. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And, and I think we need to realize that, you know, God, his jealousy, it's an expression, if I could say it uh, like this, maybe of his love. It's like, so So let's just play this one out. If there was somebody that tried to win my wife's heart, what kind of response would I have? I think my first response would be anger. Like, how dare you take this person from me that has made a mutual commitment, covenant before God towards each other, and you're trying to win her heart? It would, it would cause something in me to, to flash, to rise up and to do something about it. It's, it's like Song of Solomon 8, 6 says this, love is as strong as death. It's jealousy, unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire, like a mighty flame. So we have to realize like here, God's giving this picture of it. And it's, it's an extension of God's love. And, and his longing to have relationship with us. And so it's not about our responses, like regardless of how we respond, and obviously many in the world have responded to God, many have not. It's still true for all of us. Like the lost person that does not yet know Jesus, God is jealous for them to come to know him because he knows everything that means in their life from forgiveness of sin to wholeness of character, to the blessing of God in their life, to fulfilling the purpose for which they were even born. So God is jealous for us to be able to experience those things with him. Yeah, uh, I think this is so hard for us to understand because we have such flawed personal relationships. And there's been so much hurt that's come out of relational wounds that it's so hard to get past uh, the idea that there could be positive motivation behind yeah. jealousy. So the way that I have come to understand this, and I feel like I say this on this podcast all the time, is by being a mom. Yeah. So there was a time last summer, early fall, where, you know, Friday nights used to be movie night time yeah. at our house. Yeah. Or it would just be a time to just hang out and all of a sudden, you know, hey, mom, I'm going to the football game with with my friends. And this all happened last moment, right? Like four o'clock that afternoon. Hey, mom, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go to the football game with my friends. OK. And then the other son comes home. Hey, I, I want to go over to my friend's house for a sleepover. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Friday night is the time to do it. We don't want to do it on Saturday because of yep. church, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, OK, all of a sudden there's they're both gone. Yeah. And Darren and I are looking at each other like. Well, we have a free night. What what are we supposed to do? It's like he's like I'm tired and I'm like yeah, I'm tired too. Yeah. So we're just kind of sitting on the couch and I'm jealous for their time. Yes. 
Like I long to be with them. Yes. Especially because it was unexpected and they're not doing bad things. They're doing good things. And I want them to have fun and I want them to grow their relationships with their friends. But I'm jealous for them. I'm jealous yeah. for their time because not just because I think it's good for them to spend time with me, which of course it is. But I love them so much that I long for that connection. Yeah. It doesn't have to be 24-7, but I, I do want some of their precious time when they're in a good mood and when we can connect. I long for that connection. That's helped me understand yeah. what positive jealousy, because yeah. my motivations are completely good. They're, That's right. they're not because I want to shelter them or keep them from other people. It's because I know it's good for them. It's good to be, for them to be with someone who loves them unconditionally, but I have a bond with them yeah. that that I, I, I want to continue to to cultivate. That's exactly right. And I think that's a good picture from like a parent's perspective. It's We have to understand that God is not jealous like somebody who, you know, like an employer that is fearful uh, that somebody's going to take that good employee away. And um, it's not based, God's jealousy is not based on weakness. It's not based on fear. It's not based on lack. Uh, as someone said, I think it's good this way, God is like a is jealous like a powerful and merciful king who takes a peasant girl from a life of shame, forgives her, marries her, and gives her not the chores of a slave, but the privileges of a wife, a queen. His jealousy does not rise from fear or weakness, but from a holy indignation at having his honor and power and mercy scorned by the faithfulness of a fickle spouse, or faithfulness, I should say, of a fickle spouse. And so, we have to understand that, again, as you've said, Sonia, well, we have this concept of what jealousy is, and it's all negative. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. it's rare that I hear anybody say, like, when something's out there for somebody that's really awesome, I'm really jealous for them to get that. Mm-hmm. It's rare. I hear it from time to time, but more often than not, jealousy is something we confess as part of our sin, and, and of course, there is that part of it when it is totally about us and focused. But there's this other side when we start with God's character from Scripture that lets us see him from a whole different angle. Some of these attributes we've been talking about, like anger and jealousy, the same set of verses come up. And it has to do with the golden calf. Mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know. The golden calf story seems to it seems to reveal to us a lot about God and yeah. how He feels about His people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm. I think when we talk about the golden calf, one of the things that you've talked about in the past is like what what could God be jealous of in our lives right now? So you said He's not jealous of you know, of a particular characteristic of me, but he could be jealous of what I'm spending my time Mm -hmm. on, right? Mm -hmm. Can can you talk about that? Yeah, so um, God is jealous for relationship with us. Uh, it's, It's born out of love, and it's because as your creator, you rightfully belong to him. And not just as a creator, but because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross and what he walked through, there's a redemptive peace that is happening. So uh, what I like to, to think about in this, Sonia, is, is asking the questions, what might be competing in our life that might make God jealous for us? 
So here's, here's a couple of questions. What is competing with your worship to him? Is it possessions? Is it the pursuit of a career? Is it another relationship? What is it in your life that the jealousy of God may be flared about? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's, that's something that, again, uh, you know, some people might put the, I don't want to say spin on it, but, but the look at it through the lens of lordship, you know, and, and Jesus' lordship in our life. But I think the bigger picture here is, is God loves you so much. It's kind of like that jealous spouse I spoke of, that he wants you. He wants to be the center of, of, his, of his life. And it's not for him. It's for you. He loves you that much that he wants you to encounter all that he has done for you. Yeah, a jealousy born of love. A godly jealousy. I, I, I feel like I need to put that phrase in front of mm. the word jealousy mm-hmm. to help me understand it. Mm-hmm. Godly jealousy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think we would live our lives differently if we thought about God hungering for relationship with us in that way, in which it, it, it almost sounds passionate. Yes, for sure. For sure. And I, and I think that's, that's something that we need to be able to look at and use words like that. Um, uh, could I say that he can be provoked and stirred, hmm. you know, because of, of what he sees? Just like if somebody tried to win the heart of my wife, I would be provoked and stirred. And because of that, I would be moved to action against whatever, whoever stands in the way of that love. And, and again, again, another way to wrap this is it's God's heart as a father for us. It's God's heart of, as a, as a lover. And I know that word, particularly for us as men can be a bit scary, but it's, it's the reality is he loves us that much. And there's a, 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 a desire he has for the single mindedness of worship of him alone. And, and I think that's where God is trying to win, win us. And, you know, it's an interesting thing because what would you do as a spouse if somebody was trying to take your spouse from you or, or maybe broaden it and say somebody that you deeply loved? And, you know, there's the anger rising up, stirred up kind of emotion, but there's also the things of, of what would you do to rewin their hearts? Like what if as a spouse you did do some things in the lack of maybe being attentive and being aware and loving well and laying your life down for that caused there to be a vulnerability in a, in a relationship? That's where there's a place here for us in the human side of, okay, what do I need to do to restore that kind of love? And with God, we're talking about a whole other category here. Uh, so much so, again, in Exodus 34, 14, it says, for you shall worship no other God for the Lord whose name is Jealous, because he's a jealous God. And I just want us to get, Sonia, in our hearts and minds that it's a jealousy for you because of his radical love that he has for you. So I think my application point is to think about it through the lens that I told you about, you know, with my kids, yep. that it's a it's a godly jealousy comes from a positive place. And instead of thinking about it in a negative or manipulative way, I feel like my response should be, thank you, God, for loving me so much Mm -hmm. that you want to be in connect, you know, that you want to connect with me, uh, that you know what are the best things that I should be spending my time on and where my affection should Mm -hmm. be. And so you're jealous that I would 
that 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 I would do those things that I would um uh, it, it's almost like a, a nutritionist you know wanting you to yeah. eat good things because yes. they know that that would be good for you uh, you know it's just it's just not language that we use these days but that doesn't mean that it's not correct language so I think I need to look at what is competing what is competing for that connected honored time with him so that he doesn't have to be jealous for it right yeah. uh so i that's that's my takeaway how about you well i like this second corinthians 11 too where this is now paul writing to the church that was in a place called corinth and he said he's actually using that word here sonia that you just expressed i am jealous for you with a godly jealousy I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as pure to him. See, Paul saw the Corinthian believers slipping away in their devotion to Christ. They, the, when you read um, 1 Corinthians, you see a number of, if we just want to be kind and call them slips, as, as they were following Jesus. And he was like a husband, jealously guarding his wife's affection. And so Paul is jealously guarding the hearts of his spiritual children. And so I think that's one of the things that, that again, if we can open our hearts up here to say, God, would you show me this in my life? There's an there's a expectation that you can have of not only catching this piece from God, but your own heart realizing that you're jealous for other people to experience the riches that God has for them. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a, you're using the illustration here as a mom, like are we jealously guarding the hearts of spiritual children that we have in our life, people that we've discipled, that we've walked with? I know I have felt that before, and, I, and, and sometimes what I do with that, I, I will just take that into a prayer time, and I will go before the Lord on behalf of that spiritual child in my life, and I will fight for them spiritually in prayer. And uh, because I might not have a chance to do it with them or they might have made a choice that they haven't asked me to speak into. And so that's the weaponry that I can use and recognize the enemy trying to woo them to another place away from God's heart. And so um, I think those are different, you know, different applications of it that I can make and we can make. Yeah. And I know as we've been recording these, Dave, you and I have continued to say when we're confused by something about God— when something doesn't doesn't sound right or we don't understand it, we have to go back to what we do know about God. Uh, and that helps reset or frame these things well. So for me, for everyone, it might be different, right? Or yes. even at different points in your life, there might be different things. You know, when I was younger, I think the sovereignty of God helped ground all the other things that I didn't understand yeah. uh, or struggled with. Uh, for me right now, God is good. The goodness of God is the thing that's helping me get through times of struggle and doubt. Just knowing that through my lifetime that he has been good and he has been faithful and that that goodness is what defines the rest of it for me. So I have to look at it through that lens. That's great. Uh, For you, it might be something different. For some of our listeners, it might be the same thing or it might be something different. Uh, But I think we have to hold on to uh, an attribute that resonates with the way we are the way we're wired our mm-hmm. dna but but it helps with these other things that you know when we were talking about healing for example you said you can just turn it over and over and over in your yeah. in your heart and it can be a become a stumbling block if you don't understand why does god's justice work this way why does anger work this way um so that's where i land is is god's goodness so if i look at jealousy through through that lens 
then it, what you're saying makes complete sense to me. Yeah, and for me, it's his faithfulness. And it's seeing him, you know, and I think we're, we're carving this out of a same song, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, but the reality is, is, is God has been faithful. And because of his faithfulness to me, I long to be faithful to him. And there, there goes back that, you know, the imagery there of relationship, deep relationship, but it's based on his kindness and his faithfulness to me that I want to be faithful to him. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Dave. And uh, you all can learn more about the character of God by watching Dave's devotionals for free on the Lionshare Leadership Group app. Just download it from the App Store, click on that month's devotionals, and you can spend two minutes a day reflecting on 101 attributes of God over the course of a year. And Dave, I've been saying in every episode that I want people to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and people are not listening. Why, why would they not listen to you? <laughs> Good question, because they're like my children. <laughs> no. Okay, people, we need some love. I want to see a new review up on the podcast page. Just scroll down from, from where you see the Wisdom Unlocked art and the and the description of the episodes and get down there. You can do it anonymously or you can say like fan of Dave uh, uh, or, or something and, and give us some love or maybe some constructive criticism if, if that's what you're feeling. Maybe we need to send them a little gift. Oh. Maybe, maybe whoever posts, you know, and... Uh, uh, f- bribery. Yeah. Hey, bribery. <laughs> I mean, we do have a few Lionshore resources we could share. All right. We're, we're coming up with it right now. If you leave us some feedback and then you email me at info at lionshare.org and you identify on the honor code that it was you, then we will send you a signed copy of The Great Opportunity. And Dave promises to put your favorite football player on his fantasy football team next year. Uh, let's let's just stick with the first one. <laughs> Dave is very competitive, in case you didn't know. He lost to my husband and son this year it's in fantasy true. football. It's true. So I'm not allowed to affect his future <laughs> earnings as a result. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we have a couple more episodes this season. So stay tuned. Wisdom Unlocked, The Ways of God is a production of LionShare, a ministry that ignites and provides resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations. To learn more about what we do and how we can help you, please visit lionshare.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo.